Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f we want. All right, welcome back to the Kinjas Podcast Movement in the Shadows. I'm your host, Ben. You got Mike. And you got Charlie. And I am super duper stoked. Super duper stoked today. This guest that we have today is, um, man, how do I even give the intro? Such a good friend, huge, huge inspiration to me, uh, has done pretty much everything like a dancer that would want to come out to L.A. and like do the dance thing, like has been able to accomplish everything from industry stuff, dancing on tours, choreographing for artists, opening up his own studio, uh, being a community leader um man the list goes on and on and on uh my good friend sean evaristo is in the house what up welcome, welcome to the sean. podcast man what up fellas yeah thank you for the lovely intro man for sure <laughs> dude i'm me? so stoked this is like <laughs> this is our second episode this is episode two the first one we called episode the uh, because we didn't have a name for it, and <laughs> uh, it was the episode. It was the episode, and we're still finding our bearings. And, and so, right now, just to give you guys a little picture of where we're at, we're inside our cave at the dojo. The cave is our like lounge slash nap station. Um, it's looking like a mess, but we figured out a way to kind of make it homey. And then we have like our nice mood lighting with our lanterns, yep. and uh, we're sipping on a little of uh, June Mai sake right now. Just set the tone. That was all Sean's suggestion. He's like, "Yo, you guys got a little sippy sip? You know, you got some cool mood lighting." We're like, Gotta "Do it right, man." I think we got those things. Hey, whatever you want, Sean. Yeah. So you know, we we had to get the what mood it? right. It's like eleven thirty p.m. Yeah, so. it is eleven thirty p.m. on a Wednesday. I and mean, nightcap, it's night, all good. nightcap. Shout out nightcap, Tony Tran. <laughs> there Shout you out go, nightcap. Tony Tran and nightcap. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming through, Sean. Um, Come on, man. For like the, the whole purpose of sure. this, like as we explained in our first uh, episode, movement in the shadows, meaning the behind the scenes, basically of uh, of the things that people do that you'll never know through social media, and like how people got to where they got or where they're at. Right. Mm-hmm, Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Um, got to where you got where you're at. And uh, we just want this to be the space where people get to open up and just open up the road and just talk freely. Yeah. And we can get controversial. Go for it. Whatever can, you all uh, want to talk about. You know, we, we can be lighthearted and laugh. Yeah. But, uh, you know, ultimately, we just want to have a, a conversation. And, and this is like a great forum for literally everybody in this room to learn from one another. And I feel like all of us here have uh, been dancing for a long time and have put in our work. And um, it wasn't an easy ride, for sure. But kind of just want to let you go, Sean. I mean, like, (laughs) Sean Evaristo, dude. Like, creator and founder of ML, Movement Lifestyle, in North Hollywood. And I remember when you moved to L.A., Oh, you're my okay. For people that don't know, that Sean was my roommate. That's what I said. What's up, roommate? Yeah. See, Prospect. We lived off of Prospect. Prospect represent. You know, Culver City. And 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 we had like so many nights, just like sitting in our dining room, and like just dreaming, right? Like, dude, what do you want to do, man? And Sean was like, man, like I want to open up my own studio, and like, like 
from making your own t-shirts that had your class time and like it's like Sean Evaristo Tuesdays at 3:30 at Millennium or something like that like Monday Wednesday 2 p.m. Yeah. Come on man. Like that's so tight to me. And like and that was like in 2007. Hell if I know, man. I <laughs> that was like 2007, I feel. I feel like 2005, 2006, because whenever we'd come to visit, it was like around that time. Yeah. Okay, um, maybe you're right. I know it was like right after like I like like graduated, came back to L.A. I'd say it's like 2006, seven. Yeah. That's when yeah, I graduated that high school. Right. <laughs> That's when Charlie graduated high school. I'd say actually like 2007 to 2008. Yes. Because um, I moved uh, in two thousand at the end of two thousand six. Gotcha. Yeah, that sounds about right. But yeah, we would dream. We would sit, literally sit there at our dining room table. We, you know, we'd be doing a little sippy sips. You know, as <laughs> always creates good conversation. Well, wait, and, when did I meet you, Ben? Man, I feel like we first met like two thousand four, maybe. Like I, you told me, you 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 remember meeting me at the dome, in Millennium oh, at yeah. Millennium, right? I think so. I my first memory though was was it Bust the Groove, mm-hmm. two thousand four or Body Rock? By that time, it was Body Rock already? It was Bust the Groove. You're right. Was it Bust the Groove? Yeah. Okay, and then there was a group called Gen Two that were like, "Who are these kids?" And like, like, like this is SoCal, dude. Like, what what are you guys gonna? What are you here for? <laughs> and then they just won. And then we hated on them because we're Kaaba Modern and we hate anyone that beats us. And especially because we're like, who are these kids? Like, why why are they so good? And we're like, oh, yeah, this guy named Sean Navarista was like the, he's the founder and the choreographer. We're like, who is this guy? And I just like, remember, uh, I forget, was it you that showed me Ben's video? I, I forget. Pretty sure it was me. I was all over the internet. <laughs> Here's what I remember. I remember... Um, Someone with a broom sweeping up the floor, <laughs> yes, and was it was me. like, you got served, like, like yeah, live. <laughs> yeah, man. And then I was like, dude. okay, cool. And then you did some uh, drop it like it's hot. And then I was like, who's this guy? Who's this guy? It always starts with the who is this guy. See, the funny thing about that was in our set, I had a broom. So oh, I'm just yeah. like, this guy's a broom too. Whoa, battle of the janitors. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, um, so I, I feel like it was right around 2004. That time period was like, that was a great time for the dance community. Yeah. Um, that was when, like, there was a lot of, because the internet wasn't so big. There's was no YouTube. So, like, for you to see video performances of another group that was dope would either be you were at the event live or you would hear about it word of mouth and then like, you would find like random people who would have video footage and then it would just get shared somehow by like literally like I'm going to show it at my house and then my friends that are mm-hmm. there are going to see it. Yeah, I did a performance about that <laughs> particular situation. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that performance too. So yeah, like our history goes back to there. Sean hit me up out of the blue one time. I got a phone call from him saying, hey, my name's Sean. Uh, I met you at, I, I want to say it was probably at Millennium. I was like, hey, would yeah. you want to come up to the Bay and like, teach classes yeah. for a company and i'm like heck yeah dude like i'm so down and then so we went up to the bay um i slept in sean's basement with him yeah. <laughs> and taught classes <laughs> for the company and like i didn't know what was going on and then we, i remember just having like just forever sessions and like 
choreography like piece uh exchanges like you were showing me pieces you had yeah. I, I even had video footage of that somewhere Sick. i don't know where the freak that went but like yeah from there we just stayed good friends and then when he finally decided to make the move to la mm-hmm. he hit me up and we're like yo let's do it so dude i remember me. prospect man i remember like driving up and like okay i'm gonna make the move and then i forget how much we were paying for rent but Yo, man, I just had the bed, and then that was it. <laughs> Yo, like the the bed, and then I think I um lucked out on like a, ref- I mean not for um was it like a air conditioner, small one oh, that like yeah. had to stick out of the the thing. wall one, yeah, right? or like uh-huh. you opened up your window or something, yeah. and you put it in there, yeah. yeah. And obviously you had to open the full window, so there was still hot air kind of coming in. Anyway, did I remember cockroaches? Like, you know I remember your room transforming because you would you invite me as a like, yo Ben, yo check this out, I got this new thing, like this new divider, and like Sean's yeah. room, yo, come on, yeah, man. his room would like transform like every other week. I'm like, dang, dude, like <laughs> this guy's making his room hella tight right now. <laughs> But that's Sean, man, like such an artist to um, just a freaking good human, man. And Thanks, like, man. I'm very thankful and blessed to have you. as All a of you guys, man. Come on. Heck yeah. That's why we're here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's why we're doing what we're doing. But Sean, tell us about like, yeah, dude, yeah, the beginning question. Go, go from the beginning. Like people who don't know Sean Evaristo's like roots are going to want to know. So I want to know your dance journey. And I yeah. think I might be the only one that don't don't doesn't really know the roots super far because i feel like i met you maybe like four years ago far i guess Uh, wherever you want i don't i don't think i even know the full roots oh and mike fowl and sean go way way back so like (laughs) feel free to like speak on it mike uh where to start yeah um like why why i'll do like the time like lines um i mean five years old michael jackson just trying to be like him really yeah yeah uh, as i'm sure many others and then uh 10 years old um kind of family dance crew so that's actually when gen 2 started um just bringing my cousins together as an excuse to hang out and then um yeah and then it's kind of slowly kind of bringing on other friends and family uh to be a part of what gen 2 you know was doing so like Come, Mike Fowl, Pat Cruz, you know, so many like Jekka. So were you guys like all just kind of like going to the same school? Yeah, me and Mike were going to the same school. Okay, uh, I feel like we're the well and a few other people. Yeah, I just remember Mike doing uh, Tahitian, and then um, I was taking, I was doing Tahitian, and then uh, like I just knew of him being like really good Tahitian dancer. Yeah. I thought he was tight, so I was like, <laughs> yo. He should probably like. He should be in our crew. You yeah. Know? So what is Tahitian? Well, Tahitian dancing is like that stuff that people like, like connect or like think about when they see like a when they think about luau or hula. It's the stuff with like the percussive wooden drums and stuff. Mm. So I was in a Tahitian group and Sean was in a rival Tahitian group. But in my high school, there was like Which at least f- <laughs> there was like four groups in our high school. And it was kind of like me and a couple of my friends. We just wanted to get everybody that did Tahitian uh, together for the talent show. And that's really how I met him. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then, like, you know, Gen 2 is really just about hanging out. Yeah. And dance is, like, the thing that brought us together. And, um, you know, my parents were kind enough to, like, 
house it in uh, in the garage, and then they would just kind of cook food, uh, just so that they they can you yeah. know we can all hang out. That's so um, tight. And yeah, we would just, like slowly bring on other friends and family throughout the years, uh, and then at some point it kind of became like a serious thing. We, we wanted to do good, like I just wanted to be better, and we would be so influenced by our local dance community inside of San Francisco so in the Bay Area. So there was like other dance teams absolutely crews, like uh, in the area. Mind Tricks, Mind Over Matter, yeah. Chain Reaction, uh Kaboom Squad, Explicit. Hey. Um shit, there's so uh Loose Change. Yeah, besides Six Side, who else? I mean the the list goes on for uh the Bay Area because we had like things like SF Hip Hop Dance Fest and right. Uh, a lot of Filipino events that were, yeah, that just had um, hip-hop uh, dance and music inside of it. That's so dope. we just sort of grew up watching all that. And then, of course, just being young and wanting to, like, dance like that. And then also just being influenced by music videos and pop culture. Mm-hmm. It was like this kind of mix of, hey, let's do this more and get better at it. Um, yeah. So That's then... Dope. I don't know. I'm I'm sure I'm like really shortcutting a lot of stuff, but Gen Two into Company Company uh, was created uh, by myself and Pat Cruz because um, there was just a, a change in director um, at the time, and me and Pat was dancing on on Gen Two, and then uh, since there was a director change, me and Pat decided to um, do it together. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and it was a really great space for me to kind of how do you say like use my what I've learned inside of Gen 2 inside of a more uh, like team based company right because Gen 2's crew um, that that was just like us kind of messing around and hanging out versus inside of company it was uh, more tuition based at the time and um, oh I think it still is Uh, yeah so uh, and then there was lots more people yeah. Uh, Gen 2 is anywhere from uh, 8 to 15 people uh, versus uh, the company goes up to like 30 people. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, I know I'm skipping a bunch of things like uh, Busta Grooves and yep. things like that. But um, yeah, I think by the time I turned 18, I realized um, I wanted to take this seriously because me and Mike were doing like high school rallies uh, as well. And uh, I remember for my, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm just laughing because no, I could visualize I'll, I'll it in my now. head. It's, it's okay, it's making me laugh. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, just to uh, cut it short, like I did like jazz tap and lyrical inside of high school uh, just because, I mean, I just saw like all the, I wasn't really into sports. Yeah, and then all the girls were taking dance classes, so I was guy, like, mm, "I think I'm gonna go guy. that way." I was, like uh, I was, I was so the only smart. guy, and um, it was fun because I got to learn like so many things, like basics inside of just tap, jazz, and lyrical. And then I was the only one doing um, quote unquote hip hop. I yeah. at the time I didn't really know what I was doing, so I I just knew I like hip hop music because that's what I grew up with. Right. Yeah, and. Um, I got to teach for like a, one of our rallies, uh, especially when we're like about to graduate. So that sort of popped everything off for me because, uh, a bunch of friends, 
um, really liked what I was doing. I actually didn't really tell too many people that I was dancing until kind of like I was dancing a lot with Mike. And then, um, yeah, it was a really big moment for me because I realized that people were interested in what I could show them and teach them. Uh, and then I had found a job in the local dance studio. Mm -hmm. um, and I realized I could teach and actually make money off of this thing That's so tight i was like well i can dance and i'll get paid for it so let me, I, let, me let me ask you real quick though just because we get a lot of i mean i'm sure you get the question too like how do you transition from just dancing and then like choreographing for fun and then like turning that into some sort of a money making thing so right. like like to get your first job at a studio as an instructor mm -hmm. like what was your process in like getting that <laughs> i mean really it's just by friendship because God, yeah. i had taught somebody in the local school and then i had found out um that there's other schools around um excuse me i had found that there are dance schools around and so i went to go check it out to either submit or maybe take class or something next thing i know i found out that um because it was mainly tap jazz lyrical yeah contemporary that there was no uh, space for what i was doing um, I mean that there was an open slot for what I was doing. So I decided to, you know, take a chance. And of course, friends from high school uh, were already there. So it kind of gave me the in. Right. So and you then, already had like kind of a, a squad of people who were down to just come and take your class. Not really. I I thought I was going to be teaching more adults, but I ended up teaching more kids. So that's how mm -hmm. I found out that there's, oh, like a whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember one of my classes, like 25, like little young ones. Dang. And I've never taught that before. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> everyone's <laughs> like kids, running like kid around. Kids. Yeah, oh, kid kids. So uh, I had to translate what I was doing to to, yeah, younger kids. And that sort of helped me figure out how to teach because, you know, patience, uh, like timing, texture, just everything that they needed i had to attend to yeah. so that teaching kids really taught me how uh, like the beginnings of to, Whoa, to, uh, cool. aside from teaching gen 2 family or um anything like that because i would work with them but we we're just doing whatever we wanted uh and with kids i had to really break things down right and then i would gain students um yeah and i was obviously I, uh everything kind of grew and i was mm, even teaching at WSPA with the company and uh, teaching other classes. After that, I kind of realized that um, I wanted to, I wouldn't say do more. It was the fact that like, I could see a career for myself in San Francisco, but then I could also see that there, were, um, uh, uh, there was a career path to, to kind of go after in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Uh, of course, you know, seeing music videos, I wanted to find out where that was at. And, of course, watching other dance videos from, like, Boogie Zone back in the day and OneCypher.com. Yeah, dude. Come on. I mean, like, those... Those are the hubs. Yeah, there yeah. were so many, like, beginnings, you mm -hmm. know, of mm -hmm. those uh, websites that you can kind of check out. I even remember seeing, like, Mr. Wiggles, like, stuff online yeah. as well. Um yeah, and that sort of was like, okay, I need to go chase this thing. I knew what was going to happen for me in the Bay because I realized that I, I could like have a substantial 
like living inside of the Bay Area, teaching around um, the Bay, and I I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. But I saw that there was something else for me that I don't know about, and I was more uncomfortable in the know versus being in the unknown, and that's uh, what I wanted to to experience. Wow. So, um, yeah, it actually scared me to know that this was going to be it in, in San Francisco. Not that. That was a negative thing. I think for some people that's great because yeah. the uh, stability. But I wanted, I was ready for instability. So uh, I, that's when I decided to move. And were you always like that? Like, I, were you were you like a risk taker, like growing mm-hmm. up as a kid, or were you kind of like, for instance, like school, like high school? I was school. horrible student, by the way. Horrible like, student. Horrible. Too. I, I think that that's probably. I'm why talking about friends. like D's. <laughs> hey, I could relate to the D's, baby. Yeah, man. So horrible, and I was really. I think I was uh, great in English. Um, I would was thinking about teaching English when I was younger. Um, I don't know something about like writing or being creative, just sparked in me. And uh, mm-hmm. as well as um, uh, I was doing drama classes a lot yeah. and excelled in all the arts. But at the time, there was just nothing to propel my creativity because everything was academic. Uh, so I would I was actually put into um, like slower classes. So one of my periods was actually meant for um, slow slower students. Got you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was tough because I there's a lot of teaching that I couldn't understand, and I just knew I was learning differently. Uh, and then there was no um, alternative way to um, learn. <laughs> you know. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I understood that. I understood after they put me inside of those programs that my learning uh, ability was different from others. And I, I'm not going to say that it was bad. I just understood that I was different. For um, sure. And, uh, like, uh, even till now, uh, there's a lot of things that are very simple for others but are difficult for me. Um, and that's okay. I'm totally okay with that. So, Man, I'm so glad you're talking on this subject. Like... Because this is something that, like, I'm so into, especially, like, right now in this specific time period. Like, I feel like I'm in a, um, it, it just a quest for knowledge, like, so thirsty for it. And not cool. that I haven't been before, but, like, just more so now because um, now I'm kind of jumping ahead in, mm-hmm. in, in the timeline. But, like, me personally, um, knowing that dance can't happen forever, right? Just like right. any athlete in any sport like you can't play basketball sooner or later michael jordan retires kobe bryant retires like everyone's gonna retire but during the time of while you're still able to perform at like your peak um to find like a way to expand your mind and think like what what happens beyond the when I hang up my basketball shoes, when I stop playing on the NBA, like, you know, what, what do I transition into? So I've kind of been in that space uh, with dance and whatnot. Um, but I, I'm so glad you're talking about the way that you learn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not to say that if you don't learn, quote unquote, book smarts, academically performing well on, on standardized tests mean, means that you're any um, less capable or, or less smart if that's even a term, but like people learn differently. Cause when I look at you, Sean, I feel like you have so much genius that like most people are like, Whoa, how, how do you do that? How do you, uh, create in that way? 
And even like in your artistry, like there was like, dang, like how did he think to do that? And, And like even create a show that way. And that is genius by itself where a book is not gonna teach you that, right? You can't learn that in school. So it's so dope to me that you found an alternative alternative way to learn or teach yourself something to like master and excel and like own it, right? And like you said, like there are still things to this day that um, things that don't come easy to you um, and you need it broken down in a certain way. But once you get it, you get it, right? Right. But, but the ability to accept the fact that like, hey, it's okay that I'm not going to be smart the way that this guy is smart or that guy is smart. Yeah. I'm smart in my own way. And it's about <clears throat> it's about owning that, right? It's right. about just harnessing it and then um, learning how to maximize and exercise that. Well, I think there's uh, two things. One of them being um, one of them being that is that there are multiple types of intelligence. That's at least that's what I believe. And absolutely, uh, whether it's uh, physical intelligence, you know, you see someone on the basketball court, you know, what it takes. Uh, to be at that level is a specific type of intelligence. Uh, someone that's uh, either book smart or writing intelligence. Uh, obviously, we're body aware. So, uh, yeah, we're... Uh, and I think that we're not just connected to the body, but our, our emotion is connected to it as well. Uh, yeah, just everything's all connected. So, yeah, um, yeah I think... I forgot where I was at. It's all good, it's man. Sort of... I think it's cool that you mentioned that, though. Uh, not only, like, just the, the different types of intelligences, oh, yeah, um, but, like, I, I've been noticing that, too. And, and what I fear for, like, our, our youth and our generation are the people that don't understand that and are pushed a certain way of, of seeing that they're, like, not smart because they can't do it academically. Mm-hmm. But instead, uh, I feel like this is really cool for listeners because if they can hear this and they can uh, recognize themselves that they're not stupid for not learning a certain way, but instead they, they have to figure themselves out to know what right. they're actually good at. I think at. it's about accepting um, yeah, what what type of uh, intellig- uh, intelligence you possess, right? Uh, I like to say uh, there's like a lot of students that come up to me and they're like, oh, I, I, I wish uh, I just had what you have or something like that. Like, I um, I don't know. I, I just really feel that it is up. It's the individual's journey to find out what their superpower is, and um, how to get there. Every path is very different, but the, the knowing that you have something just as special as I do, and uh, you know, someone will come up to me after class and be like, "Oh, you're so amazing!" And I immediately, my reaction is, "So are you?" Is because like. Man, if you could only realize, and I don't even know you, but I know that you're amazing. And I think that it's important to, one, realize that we as beings are like, uh, like, yeah, we are special. Yeah. But what is your superpower? I think you, again, individually, we got to figure that out. That That is our journey to understand. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. And that's something that I've also um, heard because I'm super into podcasts these days. Like I listen to, um, I, I shout out Short Story Long again. That's the one that I'm super hooked on right now. But um, something that uh, Rob Deerdeck was talking about was, I mean, I think he got this from Tony Robbins, but um, finding mastery, like what your 
gift is, if you can find what you're gifted in as early as possible, that is going to be the tool that you can use to teach yourself, this is what I'm naturally good at, and this is what I can master. And like, so to find your mastery early, um, you're only going to refine it. So to decide like, hey, I am, let's say I'm a dancer and my gift is to choreograph, to teach, to perform all everything that dance encompasses, right? Breaking down music, being creative. If that is your gift to know that early game and just go in and just go ham with like, I'm going to just own the crap out of that. Instead of trying to be um, like, uh, I want to be that and I also want to be good at sports and I also want to be handy, you know, around the house and fixing things. Sure, you can be good. Like, you know, there's jack of all trades and all that kind of stuff. But like, I don't know. I feel like everybody wants like, you know, because people tend to want that because they they identify themselves with the thing that they're really, really good at. Right. Like I am a basketball player because that's my identity because I'm that's what I do every day. So I think the the idea of like honing in on like this is what I'm gifted with and this is what I'm going to just pour my 10,000 hours into to like I'm going to master this, right? I think this is a like how do you say it? like a loaded question or loaded statement mm. um because I think hmm <laughs> I think it's important to one question why we identify with something particular, right? I want to do this. Well, you should probably question that this is where this is my direction. Well, question like the hell out of yeah. your direction. Yeah. First of all. And then secondly, I also I agree with what you're saying. Um, but I also think on top that there are people out there that don't know what they want and should they be forced to choose something just to out of the sake to choose something not everyone's meant for that and i feel that some people um, may may need to explore so many roads and Mm -hmm. find so uh just because they don't know what they want and um i mean i i think i have that personally in my life uh with uh people close to me as well yeah and you know, I'm someone that's driven, that knows what I want to do in my life, but uh, not everyone is like that. And I've come to terms that, um, yeah, again, uh, everyone's path is different and understanding that maybe not everyone's meant to have something specific so fast. Mm. Uh, and, and that's okay too. Maybe yeah. this person's journey is meant to learn like 20 different things and then Maybe it's not going to be full out everything, but they're going to learn these little things because one day something's going to click and then all of those skills will combine for that one thing. Yeah. And uh, and I don't know. That's just sort of what... Uh, just thinking about the other side of things. Totally. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a Libra, so I kind of... I love that. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> so, 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 so deep and so yeah. awesome. I, love I think I was just looking at Charlie and he was like falling in love with you. <laughs> I was just thinking that Sean has a really nice voice. I mean, I said it last time that Ben had a really nice voice, but it just looks it just looks right if you had my point of view. But please continue. It's, it's beautiful. No, but I a hundred percent agree with what you're saying, and I think what was going through my mind is um, I know a lot of people like that, and uh, it's just so like 
it's not sad, but it's like I wish I can okay. do this for you, but it's it's just your your life's path, yeah. you know, like it's just your life's path and to know that, you know, it's a possibility to learn all these 20 different little things, just knowing that alone is already a gift from life. Right. And then on top of that, like trusting that um the universe has uh yeah like i'm and i'm a firm believer uh in the universe or god or mm-hmm. however it yeah. is for you but um yeah i just think that um it'll all it's all gonna be okay you know uh at it the world will figure itself out and you're gonna be all good so you know we should accept and just ride the journey that we're kind of in now because at some point it'll change like everything else does so just sort of like be present in that you know yeah that's so good when did you feel like you learned how to be patient with that process because i feel like it's so easy to get like we said uh i want it now i want to be the the traveling choreographer youtube famous Mm -hmm. guy now um but that doesn't happen overnight And, and and i'm sure for you uh, as young Sean, like you know, like yeah. high school Sean, into sure. like who you are now, there's there's a road that you've learned and matured along the process. So, how, how, when did you learn that, like, man, you just gotta like trust the tr- trust the process, trust the road, the path. Right. Um, so, of course, at a younger time, uh, I was gunning mm-hmm. because I knew that this is one something I wanted to experience and something to attain. There's a goal goal you know i put this in my mind right that's it that's the only thing and um i am now 34 turning 35 uh, at the end of this year um and i am yeah one i'm very proud of that and then uh two i feel very comfortable with that yeah um and then three i think along the way um and more so recently and i'm happy to share this is that um, I don't know, and this is where I'm at currently. Yeah, so I'm just kind of stating that. Yeah, let's go. It's like I feel that for my whole career, I've been uh, focused on the goal and chasing this goal and this achievement. It's about the goal and the achievement, and um, yeah, I think at some point recently, I just decided to not focus on that. I thought that there were more important things um, like just enjoying. And uh, what I mean by that is that I am just going to do. And by doing, I will have the byproduct of doing and creating. I will naturally achieve something. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, I have little milestones in my mind but I don't put my brain in that perspective you know I'm not looking there like I used to it's just a perspective shift in where I had said to myself well you have achievements you're going to achieve things but let that be the pi- the byproduct of your doing your creating and so I focus I'm focusing on that that's where I'm at sick Amen. So many gems are going coming out right now. Yeah, it's like dude. so shiny in here. Freaking <laughs> men. Amen. Like, I mean, there's so many other things like I want to ask, but like I feel like there's like no need because I feel like the, the direction of this thing is so good. Um okay, so 
like what's do you have like a process like do you have a daily process is there something that you do uh kind of like routinely but for yeah. the sake of achieving this state of mind or or mm-hmm. for you to be able to right function in this way it's it's uh on and off right like uh because of travel it, uh, uh from teaching or working with artists it varies so uh but when i do have my routine uh uh especially in the current it's waking up at like 6 a.m and i'll do my morning stretch and then I'll usually make tea, and then I will meditate at least for anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes. And then from there, I will either take time to read a book of some sort to get my brain going, um, and then I can probably start like working at that point. Um, not working full on, but yeah. slow, slow, slowly, like maybe I'll check an email or I'll check on social media or something like yeah. that. Just, I need to get my body, my mind, uh, together first before I step yeah. into any type of other activity. Um, and then I think I usually spend about 10 to 15 minutes with the sun. Uh, I have like a little step, um, outside of my apartment. So I just stay out there and um it's not a double meditation it's just like um the meditation is focused on uh i mean it varies but just uh being present and focused and my breath um and then also visualizing what my day will be like or uh visualizing things that i'm thankful for uh that's what i do and then sitting with the sun is just um i feel that uh sun is where the power comes from um the power of the sun to i don't know to the plants plants eat the plants plants yeah, gain the power it's just of the science. sun yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so uh yeah just my focus uh not my focus just it feels good <laughs> yeah. and i gain power from that and then i uh kind of ready to go about my day and again each day varies so in a week span my goal is to knock down things that um are um opposite from each other so if i had um spent a lot of time with friends on monday then you know i go to work on tuesday then i want to make sure that i um do a workout on at that night like it it varies but the goal is to um, go at the opposite end of what i had done prior so that way uh, my week is full of variety because uh i mean it's very mm, not cliche it's just something i'd say it's just movies life so for sure um that whole concept is not just the brand it just really is um it's just truth yo so that's good did you like figure out this process for yourself on your own or was it something that you read in a book or like uh, how did you figure this out for yourself it was two separate thoughts for me in the beginning and then i had realized that they were interconnected uh, i can still see the words vividly uh come together in my being mm-hmm. uh, i wrote them separately and then all of a sudden i can just see them move closer together and then i realized that everything in my life 
is connected to my movement and vice versa. So, for example, anything that I was doing in my dance that was opening or unlocking or exploring would then transcend into my life. So then I was more explorative or, um, you know, unlocking things inside of my life and sure. vice versa. When I would do that, my body would change too. Mm -hmm. My movement would change choreographically, freestyle. Um, so, and then I realized that those two were just one. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, speaking of movement lifestyle, <laughs> perfect segue, segue. Right? Yeah, I mean, like, that. Uh, for any of you guys who don't know, um, Movement Lifestyle ML, it's in North Hollywood. Um, it's just, uh, just one of the best training facilities, I, I would say, for... Uh, the dancer dancer like just to really um, community yeah. culture community crack. culture yeah you brought that like yeah that's what I love I feel like the fact that you come from the community and you came out to LA but you brought the community on your back with you I feel like the mentality that you bring um, and that you wanted to create a studio that I mean nothing against like the millenniums of the world but like you know, those studios tend to have the reputation of kind of being quote-unquote industry studios right. or auditions and people would go Every to get, studio serves its purpose, right? Absolutely. And then there, every, like, there's nothing wrong with anything. But um, but you really wanted ML to be like, no, nah, I, I want to bring what I grew up in um, and how I learn and yeah. what I appreciate and, and value in, in, uh, in, in learning and teaching and instruction and you brought that to ML. And in particular, the crossbreed between community and industry because, bro, like, you know, you and I were, uh, you know, we're, we are community dancers, but we have done industry things. Yeah. And then I, I would just notice that this person from the industry doesn't know this person in the community and then vice versa. Um, and when I say community, I'm particularly talking about um uh, of course, the West Coast is where we reside, and um, there's a whole community up and down the West Coast which exists. And when you're working inside of the professional industry, um, sometimes they can be a little bit separate, and especially um, like back then. Yeah. But I wanted to blur those lines because I thought there were such amazing and beautiful people inside of both realms. And yeah, I I love both sides of it. I love pop culture i love hip-hop you know i i love musicals i you know just i'm in love with the mesh of things hence why my style is the way it is it's it's a fusion of things that i grew up loving yeah and um yeah so my goal was just to fill these gaps and holes inside of uh the community and be the cross street you know um i think it was steve jobs um uh that uh i forget uh, uh, where he said it was the apple is the cross street between ah I forget off the top of my head, but uh, so um, we'll find it. <laughs> we'll Google it. Um, basically, learning from that, I realized that my goal for ML was to be that cross street, and obviously, uh, I could. I, uh, Tony Hawk is just a huge uh, inspiration uh, in the beginning. Uh, just I could see subculture grow um, and what he accomplished with a, a subculture such as skateboarding and yeah. bring it to the masses and uh, in a way that could relate to a whole generation. And that's what I wanted to do. I felt like dance is as much a subculture, especially the type of realm that we're in. So 
I wanted to bring that to the people. Yeah. So, um, that's awesome. With ML, with where it began and to where it is today, mm-hmm. do you feel like it's evolved or? Yeah, I mean, we started in um, my apartment. <laughs> yeah, you and lived there. Yeah, I lived <laughs> in the apartment. Yeah. And then it was just a creative space. From the creative space, it became a small studio. Uh, and that small studio, really, we didn't want any classes. We just needed classes to survive. So we had like three, one, two or three classes just to have some income. And then those classes were packed. So then we yeah. realized we should have more classes because then they would help the rent. And next thing I know, we've got a full-fledged like studio running out of this small uh, office space. That's so sick. And then uh, like less than a year later, my dad told me that the space down the street was available and we're like, ah, that's not going to happen. Uh, and then I called. Yeah. And then I was like, mm, let me see what's up. So I called. And then next thing you know, um, we got the space. And so tight. I don't know. I think where it was is um, that, again, bringing, you know, community, uh, that crossbreed uh, together, right? Uh, and sort of, you know, I would see a Ben Chung and then... Um, I don't know. Sorry, I can't think of anybody off the top oh, of my yeah, head, yeah. but mixed with somebody else yeah. and in the same space. Yeah. Um, and I love that. And from what it was then to what it is now, the lines are completely blurred when I walk totally. into the studio. There's so many new students from different places, but what I believe um, our team provides the most of is um, just a place to call home outside of home. Yeah. And I'm not talking about like me or... Um, my team just calling it home. I'm talking about like someone that's traveled from, I don't know, um, Europe or Dubai or something like that. That does. I remember somebody coming over, like not speaking a lick of English and then just, where are you staying? And then they had pointed to the map. It's like they're staying all the way out in like K town, like, and don't know how to get around. And, you know, it's like, man, you're, coming out here just for this so we gotta like really make sure that you know you feel at home because you're for here sure. for just this yeah and um yeah i think we definitely take pride on that making sure people feel comfortable so um and honestly where it's gonna go now is really just a space to um be to push the company community just being a platform for our demographic and to continue being that and really be of service um yeah. where it can go next i mean that's really um up to the new team i'm like uh not that to, i to say that i've stepped away from running i oversee it, yeah but um i think the new team has really understood where the company is at and where it can go for the people that that go there so you you kind of put uh some other people in more um what's the word not not in charge i mean you said you oversee it but like they kind of handle the day-to-day operations yeah, absolutely and, and mm-hmm. kind of and luckily we have a really yeah. amazing group of humans that care for uh the the people that go there as they do each other yeah um and care for the company the same um and just very proud of them for doing what they do and they work very hard at it and while um, myself and the core team um, 
the ones that sort of kind of have kept this thing going um, are still overseeing the company, but growing on to new and other things. So, How do you keep that original, I guess, sort of mission statement to the purpose that you started it with? Um, how do you keep that, uh, I guess, that integrity or, right. or uh, that alive within like the new work studies that come in, you know, that may not right. interact with you on the day to day. Yeah. Right? I mean, uh, actually there's a lot of people who don't know who that, who I am, uh, as I walk into the space. And I love that actually, because I believe that the brand is th the mantra and what it's there for is beyond me. I never built ML for myself. Mm -hmm. I never built, um, ML to make money. I never built ML to, um, I never wanted a studio and I, ne I never did. <laughs> That's um, crazy. I only wanted to serve and give back to dance because it because it gave me so much. Yeah. And I needed to find a way to return the favor. That's crazy. So there was never a, this moment where you're saying as a part of your goals that like you needed to make like the illest studio in LA. Like, no. did you know that ML was going to happen in some shape or form? Hell no. So it just kind of popped up on accident. Pretty much. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so crazy because, like, I mean, you know, we hear all these stories, like, again, like going back to all the podcasts that I listen to, all these, like, super high achievers, mm. like, entrepreneurs that, like, I always, I always knew I was going to do this. Oh, like, man, I got it. I got something for you on that. Drop it on me, bro. Uh, we want to hear it. We want to hear it. Give it to all me. All right, so here... Uh, I have gone uh, talked to so many students on like, especially younger ones. Nothing against any of what I've heard, but mm -hmm. it's just more of like, hey, um, I want to do this, 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 and I am like, I'm like, wow, that's awesome, because they want to achieve so much, and I uh, I give them kudos for wanting to do so much. Um, but I can remember myself at that age and I just didn't want what they wanted, what they want. Because mm. all I wanted was respect and from my peers and then to be like decently good at what I was doing because yeah. I loved dance so much. It was about the craft. It is about the craft. Mm -hmm. And I definitely think, obviously it's a new day and age and where social media plays a huge role. Um, but... Yeah, I think craft comes first. So, um, and doesn't mean that you're going to gain the success that you want. Yeah. Uh, I can't say that, but um, I can say that if you work on your craft, you, you're going to be damn good at some point, and you will gain the respect of your peers, I'm sure. And if you show love and respect to one another, you will gain friends. Yeah. And then you know what? this dance will bring joy into your life like like nothing else it'll be very different uh, that this this dance the type of love that this dance gives you that's so good and sorry i just running but no please like i because I, I know that there might be someone out here listening and like i've come to understand that dance is not the way it is a way and it is a way to really have the journey within to really understand that like like really dance has taught me everything i need to know about 
life for what I need now. Uh, how I treat others, how I treat myself, when I look in the mirror, you know, um, it's really taught me so many life lessons. And again, dance was or is a way to journey within. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. With that, though, so I mean, dance is what sustains your livelihood, though, right? Like this is yeah. what you do to, mm-hmm. to pay the bills. It's not just my joy. Food, it is also right? my <laughs> way of living. Absolutely. So how do you balance uh, what you just said right now for it being something so much more than just something that you do as a hobby or I chose to do this because I realized I can make money off of this? But there is a balance between, okay, I do this because it feeds my soul. I have to do this because this is like, you know, what moves me and what, right. which, where you find your peace in, right? Mm-hmm. But then to now, okay, how do I make um, smart business decisions? And how do I uh, learn how to, um, yeah, network and market? You know, there's all these things that come into best practices to make something you're living. Right. So where do you find your balance or what's your what's your process of uh, not, I guess, cannibalizing what it is to you? Right. And then knowing how to make it a smart uh, business. So um, I. um, I understand that it is all dance, but in in what I do, I uh, compartmentalize. Mm -hmm. Um, I realize that there is a. It is all dance, but there's a separation of the lines that I draw, right? So, for example, um, my work is my work. Um, my playtime for dance is a different thing. Uh, my, like, let's say, my freestyle or my choreograph, uh, choreography sessions are different. Uh, my collaborations are something else. So, I realize that again um, when we think when we think about balance, right? We always just think about uh, the surface level of balance, like um, family, love, uh, life, I don't know, you name it, right? But um, I don't know, I like to go a little bit further and I take one subject and then the different types of balance inside of that one thing. Mm -hmm. So let's take dance. What type of dance is there in your life that exists? And the type of balance inside of that dance. So for example, for me, uh, choreography, freestyle, um, artist development, um, working with friends, right? Uh, and the more I can hit each one, the more I find balance inside of that one category of mm-hmm. dance. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Uh, and you can do that for many other categories like love. Like there are many types of love. Um, so we, we uh, dissect the word love and uh, how many categories there are like how like you know self-love making sure that you have the balance of self-love love for others love for the earth love for friends yeah. love for family so sure. are you hitting those um those things and then again balancing just love itself right so uh, i think that's how i'm able to balance my dance is being able to understand that each one plays a different role. And as far as um, how I've been able to sustain, yes, there is a hustle, uh, and yes, there is the, you know, love of dance and keeping that joy. Uh, I think 
uh, I'm in a lucky place because I've been doing um, artist development for quite a long time. Uh, mm -hmm. For those of you that don't know, uh, I've worked a lot inside of the pop industry, like K-pop and J-pop, yep. Chinese pop, Euro pop, and American pop. All the pops, dude. Pop. All the pops. Yeah. Dirty pop. <laughs> the um, dirty pop. Which yeah. um, I loved in sync. Heck yeah. I still love in sync. Of course. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, but then I also love Trap Called Quest. So, I just yeah. you gotta have a, a large variety, spectrum. Dude. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, I think what I'm trying to get at is just, um, yeah, what am I trying to get at? Just the balance. How do you find the balance between the, the work side and the love side? <laughs> yeah, artist development. Uh, yeah. Artist development has played a huge role. And um, being that I uh, am inside of that industry and able to find ways to maneuver um, inside of artist development, that can help sustain um, a little bit of uh, my lifestyle. Um and there's involvement in that. Like, I have relationships. It's not just about the dance. A lot of the times inside of the the pop industry realm, like, I'm creating these relationships. Yeah. And I don't have to be, like, the best friends or whatever, but investing my love and craft and time and um, know-how to help another human uh, do what they do. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's been a big help. Uh, as as well as you know, teaching around the world. Luckily, I started traveling at eighteen. Yeah. And then from eighteen, it snowballed into everything else. Teaching in other parts of the world, and I've kept those relationships. Little did I know I was building a network, but uh, that's what I was doing. <laughs> that's and, so cool. Um, over time, I realized that that network was really key into long term friendships, Absolutely. and um, also for the community at large. Yeah, because uh, then these connections were also helping other teachers teach around the world. Yeah, I feel like you you have this natural like marketing knack as long as I've known you. But I guess that just comes from like ambition and like your your hustle will be a result of your ambition. Right. Mm. And so I feel like but I, I see the the maturation process from like early LA Sean to mm -hmm. like now Sean you're still like you still are the same person but like the energy behind your hustle is I can see the the, the shift come from love it comes from love I totally see that mm -hmm. that's awesome man that's so dope um okay cool like like where do you where do you feel like dance is at now uh, uh, in terms of like you know let's say five ten years from now for you um uh, Hmm. Where is dance for me five, ten years from now? Um, like I said, I work a lot in artist development. So um, my goal right now is uh, I work with a company called LDH. And uh, they're from Japan, uh, mm -hmm. but they're looking to... Um, well, they uh, have uh, plans to open up in Los Angeles. So we've partnered up with them Sweet. Uh, to help them create their artists here in America. And uh, actually, we'll be opening up a studio in uh, September that's focused on artist development. So it'll be out in Hollywood. Um, and so for me, ML is craft community culture and um, other studios called EXPG. Um, there's one in New York, but this is more about like performance, entertainment. Um, 
Yeah, so two different things, but all existing in a similar space. Um, and then each one plays its role. And my goal is to sort of push. Um, in Japan, uh, it's very different uh, where they have um, uh, artists that are dancers. Uh, there are dancers as the artists. Mm -hmm. um, and I've seen what they've been able to accomplish out in Japan. And uh, I just resonated with that. I think we can build uh, where a dance to where people here can look at dance as their the artist too yeah you know they're on billboards just like steph curry or Absolutely. you know you name it yeah. and there's no reason why we can't be um at that level um if it exists in other places in the world uh, then we as dancers should have that same respect um so again community culture craft power performance entertainment and that's sort of my realm of what i'm playing with in the current state and where i believe it's going to go in the future so we were talking about um, dance and business and the future of it and, and where, where ML is at now. You're talking about LDH, EXPG, yes, and, and that whole uh, chapter that's about to kick off in L.A. Yeah, just doing what I can to, again, be of service in a different way uh, outside of the dance realm, doing artist development. That's awesome, man. Um, let's see. Where are you guys at? Charlie Mike, you guys good? Yeah, I'm We're loving great. every second of this. Right on. I love all of this. Um, okay, to the young budding dancer, the, the guy who's in your class, he just took Sean's class. He's like, Sean, can you give me some advice? Like, what can you tell me? And, like, we, we were talking about this in our last one. Like, sometimes we hate that question because we're like, dang, there's, like, 40 other people that want to, like, say the same thing. Like, I can only give you something for, you know, without staying here all night. Yeah. Um, to that person, you know, what would you say? What sort of advice? I mean, I guess you're almost kind of talking to the younger version of yourself, right? What would you say? What would what would be the advice that you give them in that moment? Hmm. I would say, be aware of your ego and your persona. Um, I would also say, um, it's all good. You got this. Hmm. Everything's going to be all right. I would also say continue to be who you are and explore the shit out of life. Yeah. Just be in the moment and explore like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, everything comes from love. So, um, you know, your dance, uh, your creativity, um, yeah, just come from a space uh, within yourself that is that is loving. I think you can make so many great things um, from there. And I, I don't mean just all like love, lovey-dovey type stuff. I'm talking about, yeah, deeper than that. Yeah, so. yeah. I love that. I love that. I feel like, yeah, within those like few seconds that you have to tell somebody that piece of advice, I think people want to hear some sort of magic formula of like, if I tell you this, it's gonna unlock some sort right. of success. You know, like I think I, I was supposed to probably give some advice on dance that was not. No, dance you're at not. All. See, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> sure you can, but like, it, that that's what like I mean I don't know man like as maybe be, this is just because we're older dudes now yeah. that we probably talk in this way like freaking philosophers and stuff but like 
like the younger version of ourselves, if I were to have asked that question, like I would expect, like, give me a dance tip, like work on your ISOs and take more popping classes and, and you know, for your footwork. You I mean, we could do that too. Yeah, th- that's all legit like stuff. But like, sh- we all know that. I mean, yeah, of course, you're only going to get better in dance. The more dance training, like all the yeah. different types of classes you can jump into is going to get your dance repertoire up. Yeah. Um, but now we're talking about like, life tips right like because yeah. dance is not gonna you're not gonna be up on stage dancing until well, move is life right movement so, is life movement is a lifestyle <laughs> movement is a lifestyle so but no your, i love it i love movement will reflect that yeah all right well then get dance tip okay just for the sake of the dance tip what, what would you say well I, I think this is kind of more asking like that that kid that waits in line cool i got uh, you it's like uh, it's like he wants to take my a photo. question would be yeah uh, my question back would see would be what's your focus, huh? And the answer is whatever it is, right? Well, but I mean, what's your focus, right? Because from there, then what if he says everything? Cool. Well, I think then it seems like you're looking for variety, so the goal would be to take uh, classes that are in like <laughs> opposition of each other in order to gain. Um, power inside of the different spectrums right so um and then where do you want to take it so for example is your goal industry is your goal just in hobby or to do it in the clubs or where do you want this this power to go maybe they say i want to do exactly what you do okay and what do i do everything (laughs) seriously that's where it goes sometimes Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, these are the, the, the high school kids who like, I can't believe I'm talking to Sean Every so I don't know what else to say right now. <laughs> like, I want to be a Everything. famous choreographer just like you. How do I do it tomorrow? <laughs> um, and yeah, like, again, I think that everyone goes into like dance thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, I want to dance. And then that's it. Be as specific as possible. The more you know and have direction, Right, like we were talking about Absolutely. earlier. Yeah. Uh, and even if you don't know what style you want to do, then pick the styles that you want to try out first. Be specific. I want to do this at this time. Write that shit down, you know, and then stick to that. Yeah. Uh, I think. Like I, I, I don't know if anybody else is like this, but I um, use my. Um, where is it? Where is it? I don't know if my planner's in here. But I write down everything by hand. I don't really like the. I use the iPad at times, but I like knowing that the pen is in my hand and then whatever is in my brain gets written down and I physically write it. Yeah. And um, I'm just, I don't know, I, I, I think, um, sorry, what was I going with that? The guy who says he wants to be everything <laughs> because you're everything. And you're, you're a famous choreographer, and I want to be you, a famous yeah. choreographer. Man, I think I was talking about, um, yeah, nope, lost it. It's all good, man. I was thinking of too many things at the same time. <laughs> I think uh, that I, uh, just if, for anyone that's curious, I am a one-track dude. <laughs> like Dang, I am, when you're on that track, though, yeah. you go off, bro. You're pretty hard on that <laughs> Like, well, as soon as I think about something else, my brain is like, oh. No, but I get that. Uh, I like writing things down, too. Obviously, we were talking about this earlier, Ben. Yeah. You have a whole notebook yeah, of written down stuff. Here, but I yeah. just bought a new pen. Yeah. 
that you could erase also. Oh, yeah. So Whoa. I love it. Yeah. yeah. It's about a Japanese story. I love good pens. Like, pens that write, like, really smooth and, like, the ink is, like, nice. Like, like the micro kind of... Yeah, it feels so good. <laughs> Sorry. I feel you. <laughs> yeah, good pens, man. Um, Yeah, as far as any more advice to uh, the young kids out there, I, I really, you know, again, being specific and writing things down, that's where we're at. Yeah, is writing that, things down. Um. As soon as something comes into your brain, whether it sounds silly, write it down. And then act upon the ones that resonate with you. Because yeah. we're going to see a lot of shit, right? Yeah. So just write it all down. Like, oh, man, maybe I should buy this. Or I want to get that. Or I want to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, we say a lot of things. And um, I don't know. You can put them out. But, I mean, really looking at, looking at it forces you to like, okay, am I going to? I'm looking at this now. Am I going to commit to that? Yeah. And then for me, uh, again, I don't know if anyone else is like this, but as soon as I... F- nice. Well, we got brooms <laughs> dropping. This <is> ghosts <laughs> dropping brooms over there. <laughs> it's a student. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it's a student just he was eavesdropping. <laughs> He's actually out there with a pen and paper. Can't wait till Sean gets out here. Bob? Bob? <laughs> But you so, were saying, yeah, you write it down, you look at it, am I really going to commit to this? Yeah, I, I schedule really my shit. So down. as soon as I r- think about something, I put it down in my book, and then I figure out a way to make that happen. I schedule it. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'm just like, uh, even if I miss it, or I like at least it's written down, and that's something I got to do. When I miss it, I write it down again, and I like things that you've missed. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I really so try good. to continue catching up with it. Um, Okay, this is another wild thing because like there's so many things that you're talking about like in this conversation are relating to uh, an audiobook I'm actually listening to right now. It's cool. called The Power of Habit cool. by Charles Duhigg. Nice. Uh, and it's about like blocking out time, writing things down, yeah. changing bad habits and making them good. Right. Like this is wild and very relatable. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> Dude, I, I just thanks for having me. Uh, also, <laughs> if you guys want to know the book, I'll include that in the show notes. There goes Mike Fowl. Mike Fowl, the man. Game. Mike and Mike Fowl, we trust. Mike Fowl, the tech guy. You know, you know, I, I like, I love this, because um, what we're talking about really is like discipline, right? And for some reason, discipline becomes like a four-letter word for most people because like, oh, I don't want to be disciplined. That's like hard and it's boring and whatever. But like, um, man, I was at Mike Song's place the other day, and then he had this little post-it note on his wall, and it said, self-discipline is self-love and i looked at that and i'm like that's freaking so good it's so easy and it's like duh isn't that the thing that will smith said on his uh probably will smith's killing his ig stories yeah Yeah. will smith is like the newest to instagram and killing it the hardest than anyone right now he's freaking killing it i mean it's will smith and he's just so funny dude yeah <laughs> yeah and he's just he's so real like you yeah. know like the, the the gems that he's dropping is just like life yeah. that he's lived and like yeah. yeah like let me just give you youngins like the the crash course on like here's what you need to focus on to like really live a good life and, <laughs> I, i'm 100 percent going when i have a kid at some point i'm going to make my kids watch <laughs> fresh prince <laughs> Fresh Prince in all the Will Smith yes. movies. Oh my God! Kill For me. real. Yeah. So, what's your favorite Will Smith movie? Hmm. Damn. Uh. Wow, that's pretty hard. Let me think about that. That was too. quick. I don't know, man. And the Wild Wild West doesn't count. 
Wow. No, I'm just kidding. That's the one that even he admits that he like, yeah, you know, you can't do everything good. <laughs> I still found I, I appreciated mean, it still. Pursuit of happiness. He was genius. Pursuit of happiness. No, but no, pursuit happiness. Come on, bro. Yeah, that was like definitely one of the hitters. I robot. I robot yeah. was crazy. Mine, mine is I am legend. I am oh, legend yeah. is so good. I, I love zombie legend. movies, man. It's freaking oh, okay. so good. Um, this might be fun. Uh, top uh, three favorite um, cuisine. Go cuisine. Three favorite oh, cuisine. Well, number one would be. Japanese food. Japanese number two. Number two okay. would be so, Japanese yeah. food. <laughs> number three would be. I don't know why I. No, I love it. About no, that's stuff. cool. Food I'm so down. Filipino food. <laughs> wow, uh, top three has to be Vietnamese food. Born and raised. Can't can't let it go. Uh, Nook mom is in my veins. <laughs> Nook mom is in my veins. Number two, I would say uh, Mexican food. Because you know, I was born in Long Beach, so that's all. I, I, I love burritos. I'm a burrito man. Yeah. Uh, number three, I I'm would a say. Burrito man. <laughs> <laughs> burrito um, man in a burrito world. Hashtag burrito man. Uh-huh. Uh, three, man. I would, I would say Japanese. That's a wow. that's a mosquito. We have a mosquito killer in the dojo, and every now and then there's a loud crackle, and that's just the, the, <laughs> the explosion of a mosquito. <laughs> um, top three it gets me every time. Did you did you have your three? So you said you said uh, Vietnamese. Nook mum in my veins. Nook mum. What is it? Nook mum. Nook mum. Nook mum. Also known veins. as fish sauce. Yes. Fish sauce. Ah. Burrito man. Burrito, and then number three is Japanese. Japanese. We call that patis. I love sushi. I'm gonna get specific with mine. My number one is pizza. I love pizza. That like that's gonna be the meal. You know that that question like if you can only have one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Or if this is your last food on earth, what would it be? Pizza. But what if uh, what if they said okay since you chose pizza we're gonna make the whole category Italian. <laughs> See, I'm not I'm not an Italian fan, which is funny. I, I'm not like super into pastas or whatever. I like just love pizza like forever. So I'll go pizza is my number one. Number two, I do love burritos. Burritos are freaking delicious. Burritos are what? Shout out to the to the Mexicans who made burritos, and uh, just because I feel like I'm there every single day like jamba juice but like specifically <laughs> acai smoothies sick i know it's weird like i'm not as much as like i'm korean and whatever like korean food is really not my favorite food <laughs> and i know i'm gonna get like a lot of hate from a lot of koreans i'm sorry guys i love korean food but there's so many other great foods out there that like i don't know sorry it's just not at my top but Mm. Yeah, pizza, burritos, and acai smoothies. Cool. <sighs> Damn, listen. I want to hear Sean's. This, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. <laughs> You're right. I don't know. Just sort Sean of is vegan, by the way, if I you am. guys did not know. Uh, vegan I'm life. And he's been putting me on game, though, dude. <laughs> I've eaten at some spots. Yeah, putting me on game. I'm actually vegetarian, not quite vegan yet. All good, but you all know, good, do you think? I know, I know the health benefits and and all the good, not only health benefits but like earth and life benefits. Yeah, and yeah I know, I know, I'm getting there. You know, I, I yeah, I'm not gonna 
push it on anybody, do you think? Uh, but there's a chance to, that you can have a meal or you can help out Earth and yourself. Heck yeah, do dude. it. I'm all for it. Whenever Sean invites me to a meal, I just pat him on the back and say, I'm going to eat meat. <laughs> I don't know why anybody says sorry. I mean, do your thing, you know. It's the prep, yeah, dude. Doing it for it. me. So um, yeah. All right. Uh, I don't think there's an order. Uh, I'm just gonna say, yeah, yeah. Go for it, number man. nineteen. Number nineteen. Uh, fuck cafe. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Shout out. Um, what is number nineteen? What is that? Is that for real? <laughs> Number, number 19 the is the, yeah, hell oh, yeah. Shoot, it's the, um, the vermicelli noodles. Oh, it's oh. A, uh, but it's bung chow? A, yeah. Bung chow, y'all. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's without chow, y'all. It's just bung. Probably bung. Bung. <laughs> uh, what does chow, y'all mean? Yeah. Is that with pork? Oh, mm-hmm. egg roll. Oh, it's got the egg roll. Yeah. Oh, it does. But it's yeah. like a veggie Whoa. egg roll. It's a veggie egg roll. Oh, yeah. See? Uh, I think it's like uh, I'm not like I'm not rice paper. Say yeah, it's like an egg roll. Yeah, bonjaya is what we would usually. Wait, you say. said fuck cafe? Is that a restaurant? Yeah, actually, it's very. Uh, like, oh, is this one on sunset? So yeah, there are no signs, and yeah, if you know, you know. So, um, and now you do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I know. Uh-huh. You, yeah. I eat there with you. Yeah. That yeah. Place is I would say. Um, I would say I forget the number, but I would say <laughs> uh, three yeah, cup mushroom, specific. pine and crane. Oh, Shout pine out. and crane is the business. Yeah. yeah. Unless they had their um, basil, uh, their was it eggplant basil? Okay. So it's between the I two. It's like a toss up. Yeah. You know. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll say this though. Like, I know we had what was that? What's the? Oh, I got my What's the tofu thing again? What's that called? Uh, Mapu tofu. Yeah, Mapu tofu. Because yeah. uh, Pine and Crane has it with pork, but then he got it without pork, and oh, then yeah. we got it with pork. But then every time after that, we've got it without pork, yeah, and dude, it tastes just the, as good. The bomb, dude. As for my last one, <clears throat> I will say uh, the... I don't even know how to pronounce this. It's the... Not the keka. But the ZD Al Norma from um, one of my favorite restaurants called Speranza. It's an Italian spot. What is that? It is also eggplant, actually. Okay. Um, but they just garlic and yumminess. Garlic and yumminess with eggplant on the side. And uh, you can have, uh, well, the. The pasta is made in house, so uh, that's kind of rare for a lot of uh, pasta restaurants here. Yeah. Um, but they make all of their pasta fresh um, in LA, and just e- everything about that place is bomb. So sick. Yeah. And if you are a wine drinker, I highly suggest the Joel Gott um, Sauvignon Blanc. Bow. Whoa. I'm going to re-listen to this episode and write those food suggestions <laughs> down because Mike Fowl will put it in the show notes. I feel like you could have done that with like just the simplest order. It's like, you know, number three at McDonald's with um, <laughs> large fries. Hey, you should put that in the show notes. <laughs> so, wait, so Sean, I ask you this all the time. Like, uh, like I know that you're vegan now, but I know that you loved meat at a, at, oh, yeah. uh, for the longest time in your life. 
uh, if you could have one piece of meat right oh, now, ooh. what would it be? If I could, or if I was going like, eat like you have to eat meat right now, but we'll give you the meat of choice. All right, if I had to choose, I probably do bulgogi. Bulgogi, <laughs> it's Korean. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. No, Korean barbecue is delicious. Yeah. That's the thing too, man. Like, I, I, well, one, I told you I'm not vegan, and uh, I'll be honest, man. I had meat yesterday <laughs> because like I hung out with Anthony. And we're like, and he's like, yo, I, I put chicken back into my diet. And he's like, so where do we eat? And I was like, no, we'll go wherever you want. I mean, you don't need to like specifically go to a restaurant because of me. So we went to this like seafood place, like what is it called? Big Catch or whatever in Alhambra. Catch, Big Catch 22. And, you know, I had the, there's some chicken wings. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to have a chicken wing, man. But it's, I'm just conscious of it. And I'm not. Hey, I, man, I, that's all you can do. That's the thing, and it's not a regular rhythm of mine these days. I mean, dude, I, I, it's been what since September of last year that I went vegetarian. I definitely went like a good majority of the year without even touching meat. It's hard when you travel though, like when you're in China, man. Like I vegan is like, man, get out. Yeah, of I've been. Know what that means? Uh, ve- well, uh, I've been vegan for like six years technically, but. Um, yeah, within that time frame, I, I started to go from... I didn't start, like, right out the gate. I had to go slowly down from, like, you know, meat to chicken to yeah. turkey to fish. Fish was very difficult, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, and then cutting all of that off, I would try for a week, and then I'd go back. And then I'd try for two weeks, and then I'd go back. Uh, and then at some point, I was, like, a year in. I was like, oh, tight. So then I would do, like, like once a year, a little... Um, like celebratory fish or something yeah and i think the difference is that again one being conscious about what i'm doing and then if i were to do it then to be i mean i just feel it's very different now i just feel very thankful in a different kind of way if i do have a bite of something absolutely um yeah but for the most part yep i stay strict to the diet yeah i think the common misconception that people have about like you know, vegans or vegetarians or whatever. It's like, man, but don't you, don't you like miss the taste? I was like, I know it tastes good. Like it tastes freaking amazing, but I'm just consciously not doing that because I understand one, the health ramifications of that. And also, yeah, like, you know, environmentally conscious to humaneness and all that stuff. So, you know, I also think a common misconception too, like with being vegan or vegetarian is that you have to quit cold Turkey. Yeah, and that it doesn't Ooh, taste good. Like I, people think that I eat like <laughs> carrots or something, and that's it. No. <laughs> I love Come on, carrots, man. Vegan food is bomb. Yo. Carrots are so good. That's great, man. Talking about food over here. So you, you, you guys got it. You, if you eat those three foods, you will be super powered, like <laughs> Sean Navarro. You'll be the dance god. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> Uh, what y'all got for me, dude? So, so, right, so, Sean, what do you do for fun, man? Like, you're not dancing, like, no dance right now. You danced yeah, your heart yeah, out yeah. for the rest of the day. Now you're winding down. How do you wind down? What does a Sean Evaristo um, wind down look like? I watch Westworld as a motherfucker. Yeah, Dang, I've been hearing about that so much. I don't have HBO. I don't have HBO Go, so I don't know that. Yeah, shout out to Maeve. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Mave, shout out Mave. I don't know who you yeah. are, but you sound tight. Yeah, Thaddy Newton. Uh. Is that is that her name? Thandy. Thandy. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, apologize for that. It's good. <laughs> uh. Yeah. What else? 
Uh, I love watching movies. Just, uh, uh-huh. I mean, I just, oh, yeah, that's something to talk about is I actually love action movies. I don't like violence, but I love watching action movies. <laughs> but I love watching it. So, uh, for example, it's just something that um, resonates or with me because um, I grew up doing that with my dad. My dad loves watching action movies, yeah. and I really enjoy his happiness from watching action movies Mm -hmm. and then that sort of like over the top playfulness uh like you know shoot him up whatever like it just or you know slow motion shots i just happen to just like like it too now yeah because of him and i will forever i like i always bring popcorn in and (laughs) without the butter though you know (laughs) Uh, yeah, you, and actually, popcorn is actually a pretty healthy snack. Right. I mean, you know, I just didn't, I enjoy it, and um, watching action movies just remind me of my dad. Yeah. Like, you know, just love it. <laughs> Dude, speaking of your dad, your parents. I, I love your parents, man. Yeah, I feel like your parents were like a shocker to me because like you actually had parents who were supportive of dance right and they were like yeah do it, it makes you happy and you're good at it like <laughs> took me it took my mom forever to even be like okay at all with me dancing so like yeah yeah like, your parents yeah, are like so, the coolest they're so fun and um i think that ml um was like a reflection of gen 2 and gen 2 is a reflection of my parents um just because of yeah how they treat people not only like just friends but the family as well you know yeah um yeah it's kind of hard to break that down but you know they're very kind and i think they show love to other people by their kindness of food or hospitality or um <laughs> yeah I, I think I, I can't even explain it, but they're just, they're awesome. And as I've gotten older, I've, you know, I was there, uh, I'm like their son to begin with. So yeah. I felt like, oh, that's just mom and dad. And then at some point I realized, oh, you're human. You're mm-hmm. not just mom and dad. Yeah. And then from my realization of them being human, I realized that they had feelings. And then from them having feelings, I'm like, oh, okay. And so then I started to treat them more so like that. Then yeah. at some point we became friends. That's so cool. And so now we're close, closer than ever. And it took them, took me a very long time to hear I love you or say I love you. Mm. But um, the moment uh, we were able to do that, because, um, yeah, as an Asian family, it's just uh, hard. I don't know if everyone has this issue, but... Yeah, that was a very difficult thing to not hear that for a long, uh, like pretty much my whole life until I got older. Finally breaking that wall, man, we can't hang up the phone without saying I love you. Yeah, that's um, so cool. You know, I can tell that no matter uh, dance or not, you know, they they really, really are proud of me and my brother and uh, for, you know, even just working together, being around each other, being close to family and being close to them. So I'm, I'm here with you guys. They, they know everybody. They know everyone's name, by the way, that are dancers. <laughs> yeah, uh, especially my mom. She knows first names and last names. Dang. So, That's yeah, up, don't dude. get it twisted. She'll be like, oh, you're Ben Chung. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and like for real, she, they just know everybody. They keep tabs. Watch out. 
<laughs> I love it. Yeah, I saw them at um, last time I saw them was at Kimo's wedding, and I was mm. like, dang, I feel like they look younger. <laughs> parents are getting younger, man. That's oh, so they're cool. smiling so much yeah, more. Yeah, that's so good. So awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Now that you like mention it, like I see such a um, yeah, like the family vibe of what Gen Two transition to company, transition to ML, because like your parents are very much involved with like. The, the ML house you guys had the house mm-hmm. and your parents like mm-hmm. lived there right they like took they care were of the place. Uh, like helping a lot and yeah. uh, obviously that kind of fizzled out and that that's cool just yeah. it really the having the house though was just a testament of like just the kind of people that they would love to you know they would come to the house and just be around actually they come to the studio all the time and <laughs> you could see my dad with his belly just sitting on the <laughs> thing. that's so funny yeah. like this international student that comes from china oh walks into ml like oh my gosh i met ml and then sees yeah. watch out my dad, dad. <laughs> my, my dad out. is very comfortable around everyone he yeah. will fart anywhere I love it shout out to my dad you know shout what i'm saying out pops, man. shout out pops that's what i'm talking about <laughs> that's so cool man. you're his friend too <laughs> yeah Okay, well, we have this thing that uh, we call the golden rule. I mean, that's kind of All self-explanatory. Right. It's kind of like, uh, what is your life motto, your mantra? Um, yeah, what, 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 what is like the philosophy that you kind of like mm-hmm. live by? Um, it doesn't have to be a sentence. It could be I just, just go with you. Man. Well, I mean, I've already said it in here, but one is... Um, move his life right mm-hmm. and uh, that helped me to understand yeah that it is all interconnected that in you know stagnation is imminent death you know mm. and that mentality helped me understand um, my life into where I'm at currently is um, I have this thing called uh, I mean I'm still kind of in the midst of creating it but uh, it's this concept of oneist uh one being one equals the whole the individual is is the whole mm-hmm. and then ist means follower uh that's a follower of a specific movement so oneist and uh the concept of it for me is it is a practice of self-work and mm-hmm. um yeah the i've created a kind of an acronym for it. it's like our new exploration is inner space travel it's just something that's um in order to move forward you have to move within right mm-hmm. um to to journey within and again dance has helped me do that through my movement lifestyle i'm able to understand that the one is the whole yeah and i that's what i follow and I am a practice. I'm in constant practice every single day of my self-work because through my self-work, I will benefit the whole. That's so sick. Holy moly. So, like, this is kind of like an ongoing joke with the Kinjas because, like, if you were a Naruto character, you'd be, like, the sage and, like, the sage of six paths. And, obviously, he has the Rinnegan. Mm -hmm. And he can travel through space and time. Mm. uh, And so wise. So you are truly the sage of six paths. Whoa. We, we called Sean the sage of north of Hollywood. <laughs> I don't this live was, there, though. <laughs> but this, this, was, this was on the Grand Canyon trip. Remember that trip that we went yeah. on? This is like when I first moved back from Vegas Burazazu. to LA in 2014. Yeah, Brazazu. It should be the sage of Mount 
Everest. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's freaking good. Charlie, Charlie's got the puns, man. The sage of melody. Charlie and I will do a pun, a pun game one time. Nah. On do you guys want to hear a pun battle between Ben and Charlie? Oh, Dude, I'm, I'm like clapping in my mind. That was, <laughs> like that was so, good. so, so amazingly said. And um, wow, I feel like that's gonna help so many people. <laughs> I'm uh, really looking forward to kind of again just doing more. Um, uh, again, the byproduct being the uh, achievement, but um, through doing, but I hope to really turn that into something. Um, I don't know what that is, and I'm okay with not knowing. Uh, but I, uh, I was with my cousin today at ML, and um, they are really freaking awesome at just creating things and doing things on the spot. So my cousin and uh, including Aichan just egging me on to make a shirt yeah. or do so doing something. And I was just doodling and they're like, yo, I'm going to print that shit. So it's kind of cool. What? Uh, yeah. I'm <laughs> pre-ordering now. I, I think what's really cool Hell is yeah. I was kind of just doodling on my face and doodling on these, this different printout. And then I could see my brain on, in, on the, the layout. And then, so, um, yeah, just today I'll show you a video of it, but, um, it's gonna be kind of like my summer tour tee. Um, Sick. I, I think so. I haven't. Even, again, I just made it earlier today. But yes, it, it, it will. Write it down. Write it down. It will be your <laughs> summer shirt. It will be my summer shirt. And uh, for what reason? Just because I have the ability to do, um, and I'm excited about that. And I, I haven't that, made a dude. shirt since. Monday, Wednesday, 2 p.m. So that shirt uh, was fire, though, bro. Because when I saw that, I was like, this guy put his class time slot on the back of a T-shirt and is selling it. People bought that junk. I was like, this fool is a genius. <laughs> so Actually, I wants to take an old photo of my headshot and then stick it in the middle of the T-shirt. That and I was like, don't sick. do that, please. She said, I'm going to sell that. I was like, no. <laughs> Damn it. By Aichan. I love it. Yeah. Dude. That's so tight. Curated by Aichan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Man, Sean, I got to give it up to you, man. I could sit here forever. I feel like we'll probably just, I don't know, probably just bring you back another time. Yes. Hey, would you guys want Sean to come back again? Yes. I mean, you know, Leave it in the comments. Got the vibes. Yeah. The drinks next time. We can bring food. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll bring our top three food. <laughs> <laughs> no, top three snacks. There top three snacks. Top three snacks. vegan snacks. Right. And then um, we got to play like a game of some sort. Yeah. Oh, dude. And that's what's so dope about this. We can literally do whatever the freak we want on this thing. And But, you know, like for, for everybody like listening, like, man, you guys are really getting like exclusive gem type stuff. Not to be like this is going to uh, change your life. It might, but like... This is like literally stuff that we've figured out or we found out through trial and error through our lives. Dance long is, time, yo. yeah, long, long time. time. And dance has like brought us these friendships. Like man, like dance is awesome. And I think one thing that like I'm taking away from this, Sean, like that you like you kept on touching on was the love of it, right? Like love is life. Life is love. And <clears throat> if you love dance. Like I said this in the last one, uh, you, you're going to naturally obsess over it. Like somebody that you're in love with, right? Like your girlfriend, your boyfriend, like you can't 
help but want to spend time with them right. because it's like I love you, right? Yeah. So, and and I think that's the thing that like um, we're gonna keep finding or searching for right. is like what 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 am I loving? What am I gonna naturally just <laughs> give myself into? Pour I myself mean, into. Like I said, dance is a way, right? So dance is a way for me to be here with you guys having this conversation right like without dance i wouldn't have this this is a way so if it's the conduit then what will you use it for yeah and that's up to you that's so good well like uh, where can people follow you on plug your <laughs> socials like how do people follow the sean Evaristo story life journey where, where plug it all uh, i'm like not that i'm not active uh i just i think that if you want something come find me you know what I mean? Um, uh, if you want to know my social media, it's just my name. Um, and uh, for this shirt that I think I'm making, <laughs> yes, I actually was was thinking about, um, yeah, if you buy it, you actually uh, got to Venmo me. And then uh, <laughs> after, you, after you Venmo me, you got to actually meet me to come pick it up. So that See, way we can have a little so genius. coffee conversation. So cool. So, uh, I'm going to just have like the the, um, <laughs> the T-shirts in my bag or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, it's like in order to come get it, you, we got to exchange. And I got to talk to you. Or they just battle you. Probably not. <laughs> it's uh, like, I will not be accepting <laughs> battles. That's for the OG Monday Tuesday. That's for the secret bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh and then as far as uh what else is next is uh for those of you that are are young budding artists that can see dance uh further than dance uh as your career that you want to do vocal or acting or rapping seeing dance as a way to take you to other realms uh, yeah come follow the journey like at uh, expg uh, la i mean the website we're still building uh and i'm just i'm proud to be the creative director for the company um it's just a new journey for me as well completely new and i'm um i'm taking all my experience inside of the the music industry in creative directing and putting it into this and um with ml it's my baby it is will always be and it's just where i can be of service to all of you fellow dancers that love this craft and love this culture as much as I do. And I hope through the years you've been able to either follow it or and, and use it to help propel you. Or if you're new to it, then to hope you've fallen in love with some of the people that work there because they are just as lovely as you are. So, um, yeah, that's all I got. That's what it is, man. I love it. I love it. Well, dang, Sean, thank you, thank you for yeah. coming on and hanging out and, and dumping your, your wisdom goo. What, what do we call it? Purple, purple goo of wisdom. Purple? Why is it purple? I don't know. We, we, we went into what wisdom looks like, and then it just we, it, we went down this rabbit hole last time. My favorite color is teal. Like, favorite? Okay, so we'll have Sean's teal goo of wisdom for this episode. The Sean Evaristo version. The Sage of Mount Everisto. Yeah. <laughs>
good. It's just like teal goo coming out of the tub. Yeah. It's like a volcano, and it's like spitting out teal goo. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I guess before this all ends, shout out to the Kinjas, y'all. Man, I really, I obviously just, just been friends with everybody for like the longest time and um to be at the like the cusp or that brink of when you guys decided to make this journey happen um when we took the trip to uh the grand canyon yeah antelope canyon and um yeah to to witness the journey from um from afar not afar like right next to yeah and to just see it grow uh it's like yeah man i just am so happy for all of you my friends my family and just my peers and uh i'm also just very honored to be a part of all the things that you guys are creating because i think we're all in this together as far as dance and culture um and representing urban dance uh you know it's this is we are the front runners of what um what we're doing i think along with many others right yeah um but uh, I'm just happy to be a part of the movement, um, and yeah. So right on, Kinjas. Thank, Thank you, you guys. Sean. Thank you, Sean. That means a lot. <laughs> it means a lot. We're yes. gonna just keep rocking, and yeah, like Sean said, this is a a family operation. It always has been, and and yes, we're sir. gonna just keep rocking it. And if it was any other way, there's no reason for us to be doing it. So. Cheers. 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 One cheers. final cheers One as final we. Cheers. Yes. I think there's a lot. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. do it up. As always, make sure to uh, leave a comment on iTunes if you can. Yeah. Leave your comments. Uh, we're going to read through everything. Uh, we're still tightening up our operations. Sean came in. This is literally the second time that we're even trying this thing. So, well, you know, the setup thing, is legit, though. Hey, we try, man. We got this. some nice toys. You know, once we get our video thing set up, you guys are going to see what, how, what we're working with and we're just going to keep getting better. How but, about you guys do a like a satellite like edition at like ML? Dude, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You take all the equipment. Or we figure something else, right? Where it's like you take all the equipment, bring it there, and you interview random people inside of the studio. I'm so down, dude. You know, see, that's the great thing about this. We're mobile. We could take this setup literally anywhere we want, right? And we're gonna bring this to you guys. So again, yeah. Well, like Mike said, if you guys, uh, you know, have any suggestions, questions, comments, yeah, please leave it in our. Oh, we're gonna start up our Instagram. That's coming soon. Website, all that stuff's coming soon. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we, we, we really care about what this is to you guys. That's the really, really the only reason why we're doing this. Yeah, we want to learn for ourselves, which is super selfishly. That's why we're doing this, because we're learning from Sean that's and we're selfish. learning from each other. No, um, but, you know, for everybody that's out there listening, like we really feel like there's we're only going to talk about things and bring people on uh, to this show that have something really substantial to offer. So... Um, I'm so glad that you guys tuned into this episode. Thank you for um, tuning in. Yeah, Sean, you killed it, man. Right on, Appreciate man. you, bro. You're killing life. <laughs> killing life. <laughs> no. and I mean, you're, you're kindly killing life. <laughs> killing, <laughs> killing life in a vegan way. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you do that, but... Yeah, um, I think we did it, right? Word. We good? So, I think so. All right, well... Love and light, y'all.
Peace, y'all. Peace. 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 Peace.